This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host. Rob Carson. Man, things have gotten uh, pretty crazy the last uh, 48 hours or so since Elon Musk uh, secured all of the uh, details of uh, and all of the, you know, the financing and whatnot of the, uh, the takeover of Twitter. And apparently Twitter has already uh, redesigned its algorithm because there are a lot of conservatives who've experienced massive increases in their following on Twitter in the last 24 to 48 hours, which I think is spectacular. I got uh, about 5,000 followers on Twitter. It's not a much of a following, really. I mean, I've got a much bigger follow on Getter. And then on my Truth Social, oh my gosh, the Truth Social has just blown up in the last uh, 72 hours or so. But, uh, you know, this is a, a pretty incredible day for free speech, not only in the country, but also in the world. And more importantly, and I, and I want to posit this to you today, because I've been saying for a number of years that I don't think the left and right can live peacefully in this country anymore. Now, I'm not saying that I want the, the country divided, but uh, honestly, if you can't go to a Trump rally without being pelted with eggs or rocks or urine bottles or uh, the Black Lives Matter and Antifa attempts to burn down uh, the cities uh, for the entire summer of uh, 2020 without any repercussions whatsoever because left leftists are in power, and consequently, they're not going to hold anyone accountable, whether it be uh, criminally or financially. There's a point where you have to say, you know what, uh, this isn't working, and uh, it's time for us to, to move apart. It's time for us to go somewhere. And, I, and I've been kind of, how do we do this? How do we give the left California? I mean, there are a lot of decent, good, conservative people who live in California. They love California. They hate the trajectory of California. But by God, they're waiting for a better day when uh, California is once again run by Republicans and, and once again Eden returns from the hell that it has become. Now, uh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So I've also kind of thought, hey, you know, what? Wait, maybe we just divide all of the, uh, the the supposed red states and blue states, Democrat and Republican states, and, and call them independent countries. Uh, that would cause a constitutional crisis and a whole bunch of other issues that we don't get into. But what we can experience right now with the number of people who are uh, who have gone complete bat crap crazy over Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Uh, and the subsequent exodus of leftists from Twitter and saying they're going to start their own platform. This could be the ultimate test of how the left can survive without the right and conservatives' acumen toward business and toward capitalism and toward success and economic growth versus 
the faculty lounge, okay, versus the leftists who hate capitalism, who hate, you know, they want to drive an electric vehicle. They don't know how the electricity is going to get there, but they just plug it into the wall. They think magical fairies and unicorn farts, you know, fire the car up. Meanwhile, the rest of us over here are going, you know, we've got to, we've got to continue to uh, use our natural resources while we have them, uh, be good stewards of the earth, but also let's focus on reality here, kids. So I think this is going to be the ultimate kind of uh, trial run for if the country uh, essentially divided. I have said that if the United States States divided left and right that within a year the people on the left side of the country would be streaming across the border to get back in because they would have shortages of everything and they would essentially have Venezuela right now we have a leftist president who is making the United States into Venezuela against the uh, outcry of conservatives and even some uh, liberals in the country. And and we are saying that this is failing with regard to uh, inflation, with regard to energy independence, all of that thing. And, and you know, we got no, more news on the economy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if the country did divide and one side became left, which would essentially be Venezuela and Cuba, and one side would be the United States as founded, uh, you know, kind of like what's going on in, uh, in Florida and Texas, again, the left side of the country would have no defense because they, you know, they, they think farms, not arms. They think arms are for hugging. They think they hate the military. Uh, they think that Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan was a good thing. And the, the demoralization of our military is a great thing because they've always hated the military. But honestly, if the country divided this way, it would the left side of the equation would wither on the vine and die quite simply. And uh, those who hadn't died in the process uh, would be streaming across the border, kind of like what they're doing uh, over our southern border into the United States right now. That's what would happen. So this is essentially kind of a microcosm of what would happen to the country should it divide and go left and right. The left in this country is going to do its level best to create some sort of a new platform just for leftists. What they will find out is that it is like a faculty lounge, uh, a great place to sit around and masturbate about socialist and communist programs uh, hoping that they might eventually be used successfully even though in their wake a hundred million people died last century it will not be self-sustaining ultimately like air america it'll need to be propped up by some sort of sponsorships and then it will collapse into oblivion and meanwhile twitter is going to allow both sides it's not becoming conservative, not one little bit. Do you know if Elon Musk is a conservative? Do you know if Elon Musk is a conservative? Is he a conservative? Has he said, I am a conservative? No, not one little bit. We know he's a capitalist. Nothing that he has said in the past would say that he's a racist. Although that's what Joy Reid said. He immediately assumes he's a racist because he's from South Africa. <laughs> More voters disapprove than approve of Biden in 40 states. That's how bad things are. And his popularity underwater by double digits in 33 states of the United States, which kind of is, if you look at it, um, pretty much the electoral map in uh, 2020 before they shut down the vote counting at uh, midnight in five battleground states. Uh, stopped counting the vote and, and started counting again the next morning when they could hustle up enough ballots for Joe Biden to win the election. Very similar dynamic going on, except for it's gotten worse for Joe Biden. It's gotten worse. This is from the uh, Morning Console Political Intelligence Quarterly Tracking, which, you know, who doesn't follow the MCPIQT?
Yeah. Anyway, the only states where Biden is not underwater. <laughs> this is funny. California, Washington, Maryland, New York, Massachusetts, Vermont, Illinois, Rhode Island, Delaware, Hawaii, and the District of Columbia, which is not a state, of course. Uh, In Biden's home state of Delaware, which he won by 20 points in 2020, his net approval, the share of voters who approve, subtracted by the share who disapprove, is 4% in Delaware. 4% in Delaware. Fantastic. Several states that voted for Biden in 2020 are now showing a net negative approval rating, uh, including the swing states that flipped from red to blue, which is a lie because, again, they were the states that Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you know, provided hundreds and thousands of of these uh, unmanned uh, ballot boxes that you're going to find out about on Monday when Dinesh D'Souza's uh, movie opens. But anyway, uh, the swing states of Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Michigan, uh, they all voted for uh, Joe Biden in 2020. No, they didn't. They were flipped by overnight voting. But anyway, uh, it's kind of funny. Man, I'd just love to have a big old cup of liberal tears this morning. Wouldn't it be just delicious this morning? I'd add a little bit of that uh, sugar-free hazelnut syrup that I enjoy with my coffee with the giant, giant vats of liberal tears being cranked out because Elon Musk is buying <laughs> Twitter. This is so spectacular. So spectacular. But the supreme freak, freak out of the day belongs to Joy Reid, who is a rabid, I mean, seething racist uh just i mean as as bad a racist as you could possibly imagine everything she sees is through the eyes of racism even though she sits on her arse every day and does a show that is very little watched even though she is a privileged person who went to ivy league schools and uh, and 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 this is this is what she had to say about elon musk because if you can't you know attack anybody for their ideas and you can't compete in the arena ideas you just call them names and you go after their character and you just make things up wholesale. Well, and the bottom line is, as you said, if they want, they don't want to just be in the club. They're, they're, they are on the, you know, they've been described as being on the outside of the culture looking in through the glass. But they don't just want to come in. They want to come in and be able to punch people in the face and walk around and laugh about it and yes. not have anyone be able to stop them. No, no. Actually, Elon Musk is saying we want everybody to be able to express their opinion. That That's it. He's not saying... Uh, We want liberals to leave. We're not saying that leftists need to leave. We're not making this uh, unidimensional with regard to uh, political ideology. But what she's afraid of is being challenged. The the thing is, the the enjoyment they get out of being in this town square is being able to harass people, being able to attack people. There was a time when people had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish and right-wingers were... Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's anti-Semitism. That's great. Okay, okay. So it's anti-Semitism. What else? Saying get in the oven anytime you made any... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. Let's hear that again. People had the double hashtags around their names because they were Jewish and right-wingers were saying get in the oven anytime you made any benign comment on Twitter. What the hell is she talking about attacked women that you know the misogyny was crazy on twitter for a while elon musk i guess he you know he misses the old south africa in the 80s there you go there's the money shot kids that's what she was trying to get at because he's from south africa and he moved here when he was 17 he uh, surely has to be uh, you know a uh, apartheid supporter elon musk i guess he you know he misses the old south africa in the 80s he wants he wants that back be kind of like uh, people uh, getting uh, into a homemade raft made of a bunch of inner tubes surrounding a, an old uh, 1957 car, pushing it into shark-infested waters to leave Cuba and come here, and then uh, say that they're all big supporters of Castro. 
Uh, honestly, this woman is so beyond unhinged. And, and honestly, I, sh- I do not believe she'll have her contract renewed because um, she's just a, a rabid racist, an awful, awful rabid racist. And, and yesterday we heard from this uh, doofus on, uh, on CNN, Ari Melber said that uh, on the beat with Ari Melber, he said that, uh, you know, now that conservatives are there, they could do things like shadow banning people and, and hiding news until after the election which is what Twitter has always done to conservatives. Here's a little bit more. Not only him, but another MSNBC respondent, correspondent, I should say, uh, yesterday. There's studies that have been shown that this power can be used to tilt elections if someone mm-hmm. were to want to use it that way. Like, uh, like Twitter covering up Hunter Biden's laptop. Duh. Not enough to just rig law and policy. You want to rig the discourse. You want to make sure you control the terms. Which is what Twitter has done for the, its entire existence until now. If you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates. MTG. All of its nominees. Or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff. and turn- Shadow banning, which has happened to me and tens of thousands, if not millions of conservatives, not only on Twitter, but on Facebook. Turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Or when the New York Times finally admits the laptop is real a year and a half later. Let's go to Keith in North Norwich, New York. Hello there, Keith. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Thanks for holding, bro. What's up? Hi, Rob. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, being a long-time Rush Limbaugh listener. Yeah. When I listen to this Elon Musk deal, it draws a red flag for me. Okay. Uh, being that I don't believe the left is really all upset about Elon. Okay. I believe Mr. Musk could be bailing out Twitter. And what okay. I mean by this is the left knows that when the Congress changes over, that they're going to be subject to being their 230 taken away, and then they're all going to be liable and can be sued. Instead, Elon comes in, buys it out, and they get a pretty good settlement, and 230 being taken away gets put on the shelf. So I look at it more of uh, skeptical that this is a, a great thing, I think it would have been better if we could have sued them and and they would have lost millions instead of coming out smelling like roses. Okay, I listen, I completely understand where you're coming from because uh, I'm, I'm like seeing on Twitter, the Biden administration has called for reforms to Section 230 since taking office in 2021. That's what is trending right now on Twitter, which uh, says to me that uh, they're trying to do a little CYA. They're trying to uh, get on the right side of history. Uh, with regard to um, what's happening in social media, saying like, hey, man, we can't help what Twitter did. We can't help that uh, Facebook and Twitter went left because we've been supporting reforming them since 2021, all of which is nonsense. It would kind of, uh, I guess, kind of tack alongside what you are saying. You aren't willing to so quickly give Elon Musk the benefit of the doubt. Right, Keith? True. I mean... Okay. He, he may be straightening things out because of it would have anyway. Eventually, it would have straightened yeah. out. But instead of them going down and losing millions, he has helped bail them out, and we can't sue them now. So 
I don't think the left is really that upset with Elon. Either way, I mean, it's a good thing if it does get straightened out. It's just yeah. the left always seems to come on top is, is mm. my thing. You know? I, I understand. Listen, I understand because we've suffered so many defeats and we've been run over so many times, Keith. I don't, I don't blame you at all for your skepticism. Yeah. I am personally choosing to be optimistic. I hope that your argument blows up in your face faster than mine blows up in my face. <laughs> don't take it personally. <laughs> Oh, no, Rob, I bring uh, sanity, you know, to an upside-down world, bring truth like Rush did. So I well, thank really you, do Keith. enjoy listening to you. Well, God it, bless you. It's, it's, it's nice that I could, I could bring in sanity from my insane world. <laughs> well, you haven't caught the stupid yet. So. Uh, no, no, no. I've been, I hopefully been inoculated from the stupid. Keith, I appreciate it, bro. Have a glorious day. Hey guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. I don't think I need to explain that we are in some very difficult times right now with Joe Biden as the president. Inflation and interest rates are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k or savings, your money is at risk. All right, learn more about the IRS loophole that thousands of Americans are using to protect their retirement. This is important. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740 to get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right, 855-735-3740. And my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to 10% in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, taxes, interest rates, bad presidents. Yeah, I said that out loud. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? 855-735-3740. Call now. So I posted yesterday just to see if I get booted from uh, Twitter, just for bleeps and giggles. I, I this is the this is what I put. Let's see how this works, Colin. The 2020 election was stolen. COVID came from the Wuhan lab. January 6th was an inside job. The vaccine doesn't work. Climate change is a hoax. Masks never work. Joe Biden is a criminal. Am I still on Twitter? And I got the biggest reaction I've ever gotten from any Twitter post that I've ever put up. So I decided to put it up on Truth Social, I put it up on Getter, and I put it up on Facebook. And literally, minutes later, Facebook flags it for uh, climate change denial. <laughs> there is a tag on it. It says, see how the average temperature in your area is changing. Explore climate change info. That's what was flagged on it. Of all the things, of all of the lines that I just said, their climate change is a hoax. Facebook, they're bots decided to flag it so they could warn people that you know that they shouldn't listen to someone with an opposing view that's the same sort of nonsense that twitter has been doing forever Kay Smythe is a writer. She uh, contributes to the Daily Caller. She is a podcast host. She hosts a podcast called Kay Saves the USA and she joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello Kay, how are you today? Hey Rob, I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me back. You know, I'm uh, I'm very good. I'm thrilled that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, and more importantly, I'm uh, thrilled at what he's saying about it. But I'm getting a lot of people who are cautiously optimistic about Elon Musk. They're thinking maybe it's some sort of trick to prevent the pursuit of Article 230 uh, when uh, when the Republicans take over Congress. Uh, are you are you in full throated support of the uh, the purchase of of uh, Twitter by Elon Musk? Um, I am, but 
mostly because I was hoping that he would just like delete the whole thing. I mean, at this point, I'm, I mean, I'm only 28. And so thankfully I've managed to live at least the start of my life without social media. And, you know, uh, in my sort of day-to-day -day life, I, I, I analyze social trends. I like to do sort of macro social trends. And we can basically blame social media for like everything that goes wrong in the world. So I was like, oh yeah, maybe he's gonna delete it. Um, but then I just started getting loads of attention on Twitter the last two days. And I was like, ah, oh, well, attention's a nice little, you know, uptick. I mean, if he's not going to save our mental health by getting rid of this thing, then he might as well at least make me feel better about myself that strangers like my videos of, like, puppies and guns and things. Puppies and you know? guns? Puppies and guns. I saw a little bit of that on your uh, Twitter. Let me posit this, because this is what I, I've said this morning. I would, I fantasized about this country dividing itself. I don't want the country to divide. But if the country did divide, left and right if you separated the state say all california all the uh, the democrat states all the republican states i predict within a year the left side would collapse and there would be people coming across streaming across the border to get into the conservative side why do i know this well because it's happening in states like california and new york yeah you know and so that's what i think is kind of what happening with with those who say they are going to leave twitter because of uh freedom of speech not because of a takeover by right which is it's not going to be but but i predict the same thing it, there would be this like air america uh, uh created uh on social media that would be completely unsustainable and it would collapse uh, like CNN Plus in 23 days. What do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think um, the other sort of uh, nice upside of the sort of like unshadow banning, shall we say, of the people on the right. I love that. I love that like little analogy that you had earlier about the sort of separation. Like I think the left would all become our apocalypse food is just what I like to call Alice Hennigan when I do my Sunday show <laughs> yes. on uh, on Newsmax. But um, I think one of the other sort of like real upsides to this is, um, you know, I wrote a story for the Daily Caller this morning um, Project Veritas released, uh, which I, I mean, you know, I, I take everything I listen to with a pinch of salt um, yeah. when it when I can't see the people actually speaking. But it was uh, a conversation or a meeting from Twitter HQ that happened. I believe it yeah. would have been sort of like Monday yeah. um, where they basically admit that they've been manipulating um, the algorithms yes. or the sort of like tools and processes at Twitter to sort of manage our conversations, to manage the way that we think. Yeah. Um, and now that Twi um, Twitter is now going to be owned by Elon Musk, obviously we're seeing that break down. I actually think that the reason why uh, people on the right are getting such an uptick and we're seeing this sort of like mass sort of like swelling uh, around uh, engagement then, mm -hmm. if you will, for, uh, for conservatives is that now we have a safe space. Mm -hmm. We have a space where we can engage. And it's not just people necessarily on the right. I think, you know, most people who are centrist look at the Democrats and they think, yeah, oh, God, you guys are going way too far. You're just like straight communists now. So most of the people I know, especially those who are leaving California, are definitely considering themselves more sort of like centrist right and even they're coming out and saying like actually this place is pretty funny and pretty cool when we have like free speech yeah i don't know i think it's uh i'm pretty excited i think uh I think the silent majority is going to become very, very loud over well, the coming it, weeks and months. I'm it, pretty it, stoked. Here's the thing. <clears throat> How about just talk? How, how about just defend your views rather than shutting me down?
Because that's what they've done on, on University Campi. That's what I've said. The, the millennials, the, uh, the progeny of the class of 1968, they are out of school and they got into social media. You look at Facebook, uh, you look at Jeff Zuckerberg, you look at uh, Jack Dorsey. They are millennials who, uh, who are these, uh, these uh, Ivy League types who moved off campus where they've been sequestered, where they've been told that any conservative speech is white supremacist or racist. Started with racist, then it became white supremacist because racism started to fall on deaf ears. And then it, it moved on beyond that to words are weapons that conservative words are absolutely weapons and that we need a safe space twitter has been a safe space space for the left and and we as conservatives have had to temper what we say to maintain a presence on the platform and that is habit oh by the way you're talking about hidden uh, audio from project veritas now you heard the conversation between the chief attorney and the ceo right but did you hear actually the audio from the main floor at uh, at uh, twitter hq yesterday uh, i'm gonna play it for no. you here, here it is hold on there it is they were literally smashing out windows and jumping it was it was Ooh. really it was really ugly <laughs> <laughs> you're like going, no. you're like going wait 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 i missed that where, where did you get that audio <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you, oh gosh words as weapons you know there's a really special place in stupid for yes. people who think that words are actually weapons you yes. know when i was growing up back in uh back in the 1990s yeah. it was always sticks and stones may break my bones but words can never hurt me because they they really can't you know like I think, you know, to a certain extent, yeah, like hate speech, you know, maybe an argument can be made for that. Yeah. But like, as far as I'm concerned, people can say, think, feel anything that they want. The minute that you turn that into action, completely different story, exactly. obviously. Exactly. But like, that's like the, the thing about Twitter is made people softer, like because they've almost like tried to manipulate us psychologically into yeah. thinking that free speech is this like weapon of mass destruction. And yeah. it's not. A bomb is a weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. Something that kills people is a weapon of mass destruction. Not someone's opinion that you don't necessarily agree with. Well, it is. Uh, it's interesting, and I like to say that the class of 1968 is breathing its last dying death uh, uh, breaths. If you look at all the things that have happened in the last, just in the last two couple of weeks, you saw the collapse of CNN Plus after three weeks. We saw Elon Musk taking over Twitter. The reaction to that, we've seen uh, Joe Biden's, uh, uh, you know, all of his policies basically imploding. Everything that he touches turned to crap. I like to call it the crap touch. Everything that's gold, he touches. <laughs> turns to crap and and so what you know i used i had a producer years ago uh back in the 90s very much thank you much and and he would say words hit as far as words can hit as hard as a fist but not as hard as my fist so um you know uh, as far as words being a fist well then you know put your dukes up and fight back with words uh but but don't run away from the argument and and i've had that with all of my very left of center friends and all of my friends literally the last three cities i've lived in have been left of center i would assume that many of your friends growing up in uh, in great britain were left of center but you could at least break bread um uh, twitter you couldn't break bread because you were never invited to the party in the first place Absolutely. And actually, I will say my entire family, um, pretty much everyone I grew up with, uh, everyone is like, you know, uh, very left, very progressive, very socialist. I always like to joke that it was never drinking, drugs, uh, boyfriends, tattoos. None of that could upset my family. The minute I became a conservative, it was like, oh, what have you done? 
which is great. It was like the one thing I could do to disappoint them. And now they're finally sort of like slowly coming around to our side. But again, we can still break bread. Even here in North Carolina, you know, my closest friends um, are all... They're all pretty liberal. I will say I pretty much exclusively will not date any guy that's like on the left. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I say that on like one of my like I have like one of these like dating apps where I'm just like, I'd prefer it if you were unvaxxed. But, you know, that's my preference. Yes, yes. Know, that's my that's my bias. But I'm still going to, you know, I still go hang out. I still talk to all these people. But no, I think like Twitter just sort of destroyed that and then normalized that out in public. I really don't think that we would have the levels of violence that we have, even on college campuses, if, you know, if Twitter hadn't sort of pointed fingers and said, you're not allowed to say that. And, you know, when you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. And I don't think Twitter has actually been held accountable for that kind of mass normalization of like words, I guess, becoming violence and people normalizing that kind of aggression out in public. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, like, people didn't fight in public unless they were absolutely hammered. Yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, 100%. Um, can, you, can you hold on for another segment? I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation. I've got a few more things that I'd like to talk to you about. Can you do that? Is that cool? Case Mike? Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Rob. I'll hang out all day. As I would say, lovely, like they say in uh, Newcastle. <laughs> Kay, let me ask you this. You came from across the pond to live in the United States. Uh, why? What, what did the United States... I want to know. I want to know. Why, why did you come here? Was it, was it freedom of expression? What, what brought you to the United States? I don't blame you. I love it here. I don't want to live anywhere else. I just kind of like to know why. Um, well, you guys... Uh, this is so nice. No one ever asks me this, actually. It's kind of funny. Um, but... You guys have this thing here called uh, freedom. I don't oh, what know if you've freedom. heard of it. Hold on a second. Um, I haven't heard that in a few years, actually. But I'll look it up. Go ahead. Continue what you're saying. But, um, <laughs> no, I, uh, so I came out here a few times as a child to, like, visit. Love the national parks. I'm a big fan of, like, wide open spaces. Yeah. Uh, you know, this country is so massive. Like, there's so much uh, sort of diversity of environment here. And that was what really drew me to the States. And then I came here about a week after I graduated from university. Um, didn't really think I'd ever be able to live here. You have to be insanely qualified to get a visa to be able to work and live here. And I was like, well, that's not me. Well, you should and have then... sneaked across the southern border there. What the heck? I know. I was like, well, if I'd done it that way, I'd have like saved a lot of money. Um, yeah, ahead, but no, sorry. and then I met my attorney, who was an absolute rock star, and she basically sat me down one day, like she and I were friends, and she was just like, you know, you could actually live here if you wanted to. Like, you could get job offers. Like, and wow. so I, I did everything. I did everything legally. This was back in about 2015, 2016. I was living in uh, in Venice Beach in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which used to be really cool back in the day and I was like yeah why not I'll stay I'll hang out and it didn't take long for me to sort of become this like screaming patriot and I yeah. suddenly realized that everyone around me in Los Angeles didn't quite think or feel the same way I did about yeah. the United States and you know it's funny Rob like I have spoken to so many um, aliens because that's our legal definition of like what we are here and yeah. uh, immigrants. Um, and it, it it really didn't hit me until I started sort of like quietly having conversations with them in Los Angeles saying like, 
you know, I don't really think I'm a liberal anymore. Like after living here, like yeah. like this isn't this is communism. Like this isn't this isn't how I think and feel. Like this certainly yeah. isn't you know what I came from in socialism. And, you know, one of the big issues that like I left the UK because I worked a nine to five job. Uh, you know, Monday through Friday, I worked very hard. And even with a commission after a month's worth of work, I made just over 700 pounds because the taxes were so high. Yeah. And I was like, I can work for two hours here and make that kind of money yeah. doing what I do. Uh -huh. Like, I mean, you know, not always, but, you know, on a good day. Yeah. Uh, let me I was just like, how can you not love and appreciate this country? And then I just I just thought, well, like, there's nowhere better. So why would I ever leave? OK, uh, one of the things that I've said, and I said it again today, is that a life without freedom of expression is cheapened or not worth living. Um, and that's why I think that what has happened here with this throwing off of this new socialism, this new totalitarianism that has come to this country that is falling on its face, uh, it, it is very liberating to see people across the country begin to reject that. Because honestly, if you can't have freedom of expression, your, your life is really not worth living. It's the most important thing. I mean, we've got to feed ourselves, obviously. We've got to make a living, obviously. But I will tell you there's nothing worse it is it is profoundly important to be able to express oneself don't you agree i could not agree more and it's it's funny i didn't and you know maybe you can kind of uh shed some light on this for me because you've lived here a little bit longer than me i think um not by much though i gotta um, wrap things i gotta wrap things up can you do this in 20 seconds Oh, gosh. Um, well, one of the things I noticed was uh, out on the left, like I was judged constantly for the way I look, the way that I uh, the way that I talked. I, you know, I curse a lot in my day to day life. As <laughs> soon as I started spending time with uh, more conservative groups, I actually started to feel that unconditional love. So great. I've got to run. I'm sorry. We're a hard break. Awesome to have you on. We'll have you on again. Maybe even next week. Who knows? K Smythe, S-M-Y-T-H-E on Twitter, on Getter. Are you all on also on Truth Social? I'm not yet. Not yet. I okay, need okay. to, though. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.